God existed. Jesus talked about the fellowship and the glory he shared with his father before the world even began, going beyond the beginning. And so God existed in fellowship, in community, in, in, in happy sharing within himself. But out of that, he created people to know him. And we know that the world got ruined and the picture of Jesus is that from above God sent his son so that we could once more enjoy that fellowship Uh, that's the picture that John paints that God who is far above us sent his son down so that we could be joined to him and Jesus said some amazing things when he was praying in in John chapter 17 he said he said I pray that that these people us the church would be so in me that it would be the same as I am in you father and it's this extraordinary thing that that Christians join together somehow with God the bible talks about being in Christ that somehow there's this vertical line between God and man and we're joined to him so being a Christian is a, it's not just a philosophy or a religious idea, it's becoming joined to God. What an amazing privilege, isn't it? I don't know if you've ever entrusted your life to Jesus, but if you did, you're in him, you're joined to God himself. He's cleansed you from your sin, he's united you to him, you're somehow mysteriously at one with Jesus. That's an amazing thing. And, and, and that's like the we looked at it as like a picture of a cross there's God and us and then there's us and each other that, that because you're joined to Jesus and because I'm joined to Jesus we're joined to each other which is really strange and sometimes even quite difficult isn't it because you think that person who's joined to Jesus and that person who's joined to Jesus well they're so different from one another and that's the miracle of church sometimes it's a bit uncomfy but actually, we, we have a unity and share together because we've got him in common. Because we're joined together as a family by him. So that was all of... Why did I take so long last time? Anyway, that's all of the last sermon. This sermon, I want to look at um, what Paul says about it. Not John, Paul, in 1 Philippians chapter 3. 1 Philippians chapter 3. Um, we're going to read... Uh, no, it's not, chapter, it's not chapter 3, it's chapter 1, verse 3. Thanks, I need a lot of help. Philippians chapter 1, verse 3 to 11. So this is Paul speaking to the church, this time in, in Philippi, Philippi. And uh, he says, I thank my God every time I remember you. That's a great thing. That's the Apostle Paul writing a letter to a church, and every time he thinks of church... He wants to thank God. That's great. We won't do a poll on that one. But that's, that's where he's at. Every time he thinks of these people, I thank my God. And in all my prayers, for all of you, he's very inclusive, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel, the good news, from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. Someone said that this morning. Whatever storms you're going through, he who began a good work in you will carry it on 
to bring it to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. It's right for me to feel this way about you. It's very touchy-feely. It's not just his head, it's his, what he feels. Since I have you in my heart, whether I'm in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share your partners, your participators, you're in community together in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes from Christ Jesus to the glory and praise of God. So Paul uses the word sharing or partners a number of times in that passage and as in this book altogether. And I want us to notice, first of all, that what he's talking about is a partnership of joy. I don't know how many people, if you did a survey down the high street, high street would put church and joy in the same sentence. Church and fun, church and enjoyment, church and pleasure and satisfaction and gladness. That's what he does. When he remembers this church and prays for them, he's filled with joy. And it's a partnership of joy. And it's joyful. It says in verse 5, it's joyful in the gospel because of your partnership. It's the same word. Your community, your sharing, your joining together, your fellowship in the gospel, in the good news from the first day until now. There's a oneness, there's a joy in being together in the gospel. We're partners in it, you and I. There's no hierarchy in Hope Church. People have different roles, different functions, but there's, there's, no, there's no hierarchy because at the end of the day, we all share in one thing. We share in this gospel, and it's that that gives us joy. At the root of our unity one with another is not that we're all educated in the same way because we're not. It's not that we all look the same because we certainly don't. You should stand here sometime and look that way. We don't. We're very, it's not that we all have the same sense of humor or that we all watch the same telly programs or even, even that we all believe exactly the same thing about every verse in the Bible. I don't know. I've not tested that one, but I, I would be extremely doubtful. It's not that. It's that we are all sharers together in the undeserved grace that Jesus gives. Grace, grace means you get what you don't deserve. And you don't get what you do deserve, by the way. That's what grace means. It means God forgives you when you don't deserve forgiveness. It's that God adopts you into his family when you haven't got a family. It's all of those things. It's everything he gives us which we don't deserve. And that's what we're partners in. Are you, are you a partner? I, I used to work in a bank. Hated it, but I did it. Did it for a year when I left school. No idea. Careers officers. Well, we won't go there. Anyway, I ended up working a bank for which I was totally unsuited. But one of the things the bank did was they sold shares to people. And uh, I didn't really understand it in those days. But anyway, they, they did. I didn't. I was just counting money and stuff. But um, uh, And got out as quickly as I could. But, you know... Can I ask you this? Are you a shareholder in the good news of Jesus? If, if the good news of Jesus was a business proposition, have you bought your shares? Are you a shareholder? Yeah, <laughs> good. You can apply free of charge. That's the good news, isn't it? 
was an enterprise, I would, if it was an enterprise and you could buy in, I'd say, get as many shares as you can. Are you a share in the gospel? Have you said to Jesus, Lord, by your grace, please forgive me. Please save me from my sins. Please make me safe for all eternity. Please adopt me into your family. Be the boss of my life. That's how you become a shareholder in the gospel. And there's a joy. It's a partnership of joy. Isaiah, I don't think it's on, in the notes, but I, I found the verse this week, Isaiah 12, verse 3. It's a verse for someone here. With joy, draw water out of the well of salvation. Other things, quite frankly, other things might be pants around you in your life because that's the world we live in. There are ups and downs, twos and fro's. But with joy, we can put our bucket down into the well of salvation and, and pull it out and rejoice. See, joy isn't the same as happiness. That's why James is able to say, hey, take great joy when you're going through huge trials. How does that work? Well, there's joy in our salvation. It's a partnership of joy. So howdy howdy partners. It's great. Do do you you rejoice in your salvation? I'm 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 wired emotionally. That's just the way I am. And that has strengths. It also has has some weaknesses. Because you can be tossed to, to and fro and you have to say, hey, what, what's true? Sometimes you have to think, in all, in all the ups and downs, what's true? And what's true is salvation. That's where joy is. There's joy in the God of our salvation. But there's more than that. There's, there's also, it's a partnership of joy in salvation and rejoicing in the grace of God that we're accepted, not by our performance, but by the position Jesus has put us in. I don't know how you, how you do in your Christian life. Do you base your Christian life on your performance or on your position that God has put you in Christ, joined you to himself? That, it's a partnership of joy. If you get into your performance, it becomes less joyful. It becomes all about striving and I've done better this week or, or not so good as last week and all of that. No, it's our position that Christ has put us in. It gives us a partnership of joy. But it's also, he says, a partnership of love look at verse 8 God can testify I long for all of you with the affection of Christ in verse 7 he said I've got you in my heart this is this is not a distant relationship he loves these people with the affection of Christ in fact in the Greek language the word that's translated there with the affection is with the bowels it's a bit graphic isn't it you know, we know when you're deeply stirred, if you're really upset, you see something on, on telly, some great need or pe- children suffering or something, you feel that, that kind of churning. Anyone? Can't be just me. Everyone get that sort of churning feeling in your stomach. You really, and pe- people use expressions like, I really feel for you. Because it's not in your head, is it? It's, it's, in, it's in your stomach. He's saying, he's saying, hey, when I think of you, I, I've got this longing for you. I, I, I remember a little girl that I knew years ago uh, prayed and said, uh, uh, she's praying just before she went to bed and she said, Jesus, I, I love you with all my heart and I think my liver as well. <laughs> that's, a, that's actually a very biblical prayer. <laughs> she's saying, I, I love you with everything. It's a gutsy thing, not just a, oh, I understand about salvation now. You know, English people can be pretty cerebral go to other countries it's more more emotional it's more from here 
I love you, Jesus, with all of my heart and my liver and my kidneys and everything else as well. I just love you with everything. It's, it's not just in my head. It's my heart. It's my emotions. I love you, Lord. That's what he's saying. There's this partnership he has with this church, which is a partnership of love. We don't really talk about that. You never find it on a statement of faith for a church. But, but how biblical is it? You know, when Paul wrote to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 2, he was talking all about gifts of prophecy and healing and all these dramatic stuff which we love. But he says, do you know, without love, right in the middle of two chapters on that, in the middle he sandwiches a whole chapter on love and he says, hey, without love, I am nothing. I'm nothing. So I praise God for the, the, the growth God has given us as a, as a church over the last few few years that's that's great but you know without more love it's a pain in the artichokes it, it's 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 do you, do you know just more just more people without a commensurate growth in love it's just more hassle isn't it? I'm speaking as a church leader. <laughs> it is. But praise God, with a growth in people and a growth in love, then the kingdom expands. Then we see more people helped, more people served, more nations reached. That's what we're about, isn't it? Without love, we're nothing. Thank God for the love amongst us. We need a continual flow of the love of God as we grow. Enough love to welcome the outsider. Enough love to be hospitable. And actually, the word hospitality in the Bible actually literally is love of strangers. A love of strangers. Not just a love amongst ourselves, but a love of strangers. A partnership of love. How we need that. And Jesus said, John 13 and verse 34. We know these verses, but we forget them. A new command I give you, says Jesus. Love one another. As I have loved you, that's a high standard of love, isn't it? So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And so Paul prays for them in verse 9. This is my prayer, that your love might abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. So you can discern what's best and so on. He's praying for an overflowing love. I, I don't know if you ever pray that kind of thing. It's a great prayer. Can I suggest this, this week, just a practical suggestion? Write a note if you need to. Why, why don't you pray that our love for each other and for God, the vertical and the horizontal, will grow more and more? You know, that, that's more important than having a great strategy. Although a good plan is always better than a rubbish plan. But that's more important. A culture of love. Why? Because people will know that you're believers when they see our love. And it's not, you know, people think, oh, Christianity, it's all lovey-dovey. No, it's a tough thing. He says, I want your love to grow in knowledge and depth of insight. Sometimes, do you ever meet someone, you think they're nice, and then a bit later on you think, oh, maybe not. (laughs) <laughs> because your depth of insight has grown. But Paul's saying, hey, hey, I want your depth of insight and your knowledge of one another to grow and your love to grow as well. And I know more about you, I know more how you react, and I know more of what God wants for you, but I find that my love has grown too. That's an amazing thing. 
May your love grow. So we're partners in joy and we're partners in love. But all of this has got a really practical outworking. So if you turn to the uh, fourth chapter of Philippians, you'll realise that it's also a partnership in practicalities. Paul earthed this teaching. It's great that we're united to God and we're united to each other. And yeah, more love, more joy. That's all great. But then he earths it. The, the apostles always do. They always do theology stuff. And then they, they say, now, what about our lives? How, do, how does that work out? And, and he says in 4 verse 14, it was good of you to share in my troubles. And he uses exactly the same word. It was good of you to have community with me in my troubles to be sharing in my troubles to be partners with me in my troubles that's great they they their partnership was not just a theological thing it was not just a lovey-dovey thing in meetings they were there for each other in troubles moreover as you philippians know in the early days of your of your acquaintance with the gospel when i set off from Macedonia not one church shared with me same word again community fellowship sharing with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you only even when I was in Thessalonica you sent me aid more than once when I was in need and then he goes on to talk of Epaphras uh, being sent to him as well it was good of you to be partners in troubles it's it's lovely to partner with people as they go through troubles. It's, it's sort of, it's, it's lovely and it can be a bit hard, can't it? I'm, I'm going to commend the church for how you've how you stood by Gordon and Kyla and the loss of, of their son. It's just been brilliant. They, you know, they didn't have to cook a meal for nearly three weeks. That's, that, you think that, oh, that's a small thing. We only did, we all did our little bit. No, it's a massive thing. It's actually a massive thing. Those who've gone through troubles know sometimes you need someone not to say anything. In fact, sometimes saying something is the worst thing. Just to come and sit with you. Just to come and do something. Just to come and cook a meal. Practical compassion. Partnership in troubles. It was more, it was more than just enthusiasm in a meeting and, and love on a Sunday morning. They, they actually sent someone. They sent Epaphras. Down in verse 8. They sent provision. Hello? <laughs> and they've gone. They sent, they, sent, they sent a real guy with real help. De- Debbie used to have an auntie that one of her favourite sayings was um, a penny worth of help is worth all the pity in the world. It's a good saying, isn't it? A penny worth of help is worth all the pity in the world. It's great to help one another in practical. Well, we can't do everything and we can't meet everyone's needs but it needs a whole body of the church to function as a body one or two people can't meet all the needs but all together we can do what we can can't be pressurized into doing more than you can but you can do what you can that was a practical sharing that was an outworking of the love of god because we've got joy in the gospel, because we're saved by grace and they're saved by grace, because God's love is abounding, then we want to help one another where we can. That's what it was. And more than sharing in troubles, the other thing they shared with is, is Paul's apostolic ministry. There they were in Philippi, sometimes persecuted, sometimes in trouble, but they're helping the gospel go out to other places through their giving. That's why he says to them, when I first set out, 
No one shared with me in giving and receiving except you. It's the same word. No one shared with me. No one was in this community. And I thank God we're, we're a small but growing local church, but we're in community with a family of churches that can stand with one another in taking the gospel to the next place and the next place. It's great, isn't it? On the, I think on this, this month's news sheet, it's got the uh, Morelands have accepted the, the Bible course. We've been working to get a Bible course ex- accredited by Morelands Bible College in Uganda. That's great. That's, that's something we've done by our giving and by our working. That's what they were doing. They're saying, hey, we're standing together in this. Next year when we go to the Catalyst Festival, we have an opportunity to give. And through, through our giving and our praying, there'll be churches supported in Iran. I was on the phone this week to someone who lives in Turkey and visits believers in, in Iran. And I'm Skyping with a guy in, in Kenya that's supporting churches and building schools. And that's wonderful. And come Monday, Alex and Dima will be going off to a conference, meeting people from around the Muslim world. And we're, we're sending them to the Middle East periodically to support church plants there. That's what, How can we do that? Well, because we share together. Some of us, our role in sharing is to just pray up a storm. Some of us, our role in that is to, is, is to just receive news and be glad. Some of us, it's to put some, some money in the offering bucket. But we're sharers together in this huge enterprise of reaching the nations for Jesus. starts with our neighbours, really. It's our neighbours, it's the next place, and it's the nations all at once. So we share together. That's what they were doing, helping Paul with his mission. I, I thank God that for those that pray for me. I'm up, up in, where am I next week? Manchester. This week we were praying in, um, in, in, um, in, in Wales for more church plants in Wales. Next weekend I'm in Manchester. Thanks for praying. We're partners together in a great enterprise. So what's, what's, the, uh, what's the so what? I don't think these are on the screen. But can I say, if you don't know that Jesus loves you, if you don't know if you've given your life to him, or if you did it but you're not sure you did it right, Find someone this morning and say, hey, I want to be a partner in this. I want to know the grace of God in my life. I want to know that I'm forgiven. I want to know that when I die, I'm going to be with God. I want to know that. Can we just pray together? Be a a shareholder in the gospel. It's all free. You don't have to part with any money. Sharing God's grace. Then let's rejoice in our gospel partnership. So you can either look around the church and think, well, they're different to me, that's strange. Or you can say, wow, they're different to me. How about that? Look <laughs> what God has done. That, that, that person that's so different from me, that we're brothers and sisters in the same gospel enterprise. Thank God, praise God, and, it, and enjoy the difference. It's a wonderful thing to know we're partners in the gospel. And then practically, as we see need and hear of need, let's do what we can. Let's ask that God's love, let's pray this week, that God's love abounds more and more, that we can share in each other's troubles as well as in apostolic mission. Amen? Amen. Let's pray together and uh, then we will close. Father, thank you for what you've done in us as a church. Thank you for our growth in love, in care, in mission. 
we uh, ask you that we would, as you've blessed us with some numerical growth, so you would bless us with greater love. Thank you. It's all by your grace, Lord, that you've joined us to Jesus. We ask that your love would abound more and more amongst us in knowledge and in depth of insight. We thank you that you've joined us to others and that your intention is both that we uh, show your love locally but also that we're able to be involved in exporting hope to other neighbourhoods, to other places and even to other nations. So we thank you. Thank you so much. We ask you that in this aspect of community we would grow more and more. Ask you that we would draw, be given grace, even those who are going through trials and tribulations this week, that in the midst of them, they would draw water from the well of salvation with joy. Find your supernatural help. Find that in the midst of storms, you're right there in the boat with them. In Jesus' name, we commit one another into your hands and pray that our church will bring you great glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.